You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm Deontay Damper, and you are watching We Live in Color. Now, before we start, remember to like, share, and subscribe, because we are Converge Media. We got more shows that are on here, but today is We Live in Color. And my next guest, I know I had Brandon on here a couple of weeks ago, but when I say we grew up in, in a different way, I'm just so happy to have you here today. Dennis Jemerson, also known as Regine Dynasty. Hello, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> <laughs> you better, you yeah. better wave at the camera. Okay. <laughs> I am so happy that you are here. Okay. A long time coming. Right. I mean, I, I want to go all the way back, but but even before then, now you you are wearing a lovely crown. What is this Thank crown you. for, sis? So I am your newly crowned as of November 13, 2022, uh, Miss Premier International, which is a pageant here that is up and coming and blowing up. We've had amazing title holders. I'm the number six, um, but we have uh, not only from Seattle, there's one from San Francisco, one from uh, Mississippi, no, Alabama, I'm sorry. And um, we're expanding to make it even bigger and better. We're trying to bring pageantry, like mainstream pageantry, to uh, Washington State. So yes. I'm here to go in with the legacy. <laughs> and as you are, but you are a legacy, okay? Before we even go there, right? So, I mean, community knows you as Regine, right? But yeah. we know, but I remember you as Dennis, right? Right. So can we talk, can we talk a little bit about Dennis, how Dennis grew up? Because you are from, where are you from? I'm from Seattle, Washington, a CD, baby, <laughs> all day. <laughs> an original. Uh, an original. An original. So tell us a little bit more about, like, what was it like growing up out there in the CD during so, the time of times? Man, as I look back now, I remember those, that song. Y'all forgive me. It was by some white people. I don't remember their names. But <laughs> but um, they always was there was it was a song talking about uh, looking back and realizing those were the good old days. And I really look back and think about it like that, because life, even though it was hard, it was easy. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you have friends, you have real friends, you have real community. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to follow you on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You was like, OK. I'm going to pay you to meet me. <laughs> we're going to link up at Hot Dog on a Stick. Okay, yes. Okay, Hot Dog <laughs> and we're gonna on a Stick. Okay. <laughs> and figure it out from there. You know, um, growing up, I'm I'm a part of one of the biggest families in Seattle, one of the most well-known, if you guys, most of y'all will know, the, the Jimerson family. Some know us were good, some know us from bad, but all together, we're a whole vibe. And my family, I'm so proud to say, are changing the dynamic of their history and the way they are known. We have so many people doing such great works in the yeah. community now. It's like we was in the streets, now we're really for the streets. You yeah, know what I'm ooh, saying? For the streets. I for the streets. We're building communities left and right. Yes, you know I, I love Every Jimerson that I know. <laughs> Shout out AJ, happy belated as well. Yeah. But um, I wanted to um, just talk like, like as in growing up, right? Mm -hmm. Because you, one thing that I know is Dennis had a heart of gold, but Dennis didn't play that. Right. And you had to fight a lot. That's true. And had to but get people together, right? It was more <laughs> so of like, the funny thing is, I just remember like you hell, letting people know 
why this was happening before you did it, right? So can we talk a little bit about it? You Okay. <laughs> I got so, you. So, you know, a little bit of backstory. I grew up in foster care, yeah. right? So growing up, and I went into foster care as a young age, you know, at a young age, and I had to learn, you know, how to defend myself because I was so far away from my family and the safety of family. Um, so... I've always been a person who liked to hang around the old folks. And I always remember before the old folks gathered somebody, they let them know why they're about to gather you. And then they get them together. So I've always kept that mentality. It's like, I don't want us to have a miscommunication. Yeah, we're about to fight, but this is the reason we're about to fight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just growing up, like being skinny, scrawny, and short, you know, I wasn't always this big football looking dude, you know? <laughs> I was a little, shoot, little... Kevin Hart looking dude, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So people like to pick on you. And then when they find out that, you know, a lot of times you're on your own because yes, my name is Jimerson, but I wasn't always with the Jimersons, right? Yeah. And I do want to give a shout out to my uh, Peterson family for holding me down because without you guys, who knows where I would be. But, um, and what was, if you don't mind me asking, like uh the, the experience of going through foster care, um, like for you? It, it was hard. That was some of the hardest time of my life. You know what I'm saying? There was um, a lot of abuses, you know, um, physical, emotional, uh, mental, sexual. You know, I've overcome a lot. Oh, and um, you know what? It taught me to be the person that I am. It taught me to be no nonsense. It taught me to look out for the underdog. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a lot of times where I had to... I was literally by myself, you know what I'm saying? Um, They took my baby brother away from me um, when I was eight. And um, that really changed. Like he, even though he was my little brother, he was like my big brother because he was always rougher than me. I was always a little soft, you know what I'm saying? I was the the happy-go-lucky type. Like I want to, let's be friends, let's hug, right? That was always me. And he was like, don't mess with my brother. You know what I'm saying? Because he would see like, um, I grew up, and it's sad to say, like, even with colorism in yeah. these families, I've always have, like, even to this day, I have a complex about my skin tone because I was raised around a lot of darker skinned people. And I've always heard, oh, you're red or you're yellow and you think you're better than that. And I always thought, like, this is just what God gave me, right? right. So um, overcoming that and just learning how to, like, just speak up, you know, is really kind of what this situation gave me. Like, I don't want to say it's all bad because I did have some good times, right? And then when I was 12 years old, I say God saved me, actually 11. God saved me and put me with the Peterson family. And um, Aura Peterson, she took me in um, when nobody else wanted me. She was done raising kids, you know what I'm saying? And she just looked at me. And I remember that day, she was like, you're not leaving. And I was like, what? You know what I'm saying? She was like, you're not leaving. She said, I'm going to keep you. I cannot let them give you to somebody else, you know? And from to this day, she still keeps in touch with me. She makes sure that she knows I'm not one of her foster kids. I am her kid. I am her baby, you know? So, I mean, I went through all those traumas so that I can help somebody not go through it, is the way I look at it. Right. And And that's been my whole mission. Like, I don't want nobody to go through what I went through, so I'm going to always stand up and fight for the underdog. And if I see somebody's being mistreated or abused or whatever, I'm going to do what I can to help. And that's always been you, and we appreciate you for that. Now, we did did talk a little bit about school, but we're going to get into 
You've like nightlife, right? But we're going to take one okay. quick break, okay? okay? You are watching We Live in Color. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Habarigani. My name is Noni Irvin, and I am the creator and founder of Canara Park Kids as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African, and organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if nonprofit. And we're back. You're watching We Live in Color, and I have the lovely Dennis Regine. <laughs> I, already said, I said the first part I'm going to call you Dennis. I'm going to do you like Patty do. You can call me Dennis. Okay. But they can't. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you gonna fix the crown? You got it. I I would do it, but it's pulling. Okay. Okay. You got to do what you got to do. So in the meantime, I, I can come up there. You want me to help? Because I can help you put it. Okay. It's cool. See, this is what happens when you on live TV. Okay, y'all. We gonna fix that crown. You got it. Okay. All right, so we had to fix that. All right, now you're sitting pretty. So now what I wanted to kind of go over a little bit now is because like senior year, right? <laughs> yeah, senior year. Like, first of all, you came, you were coming out around that time, right? Yeah, okay, so here's a funny story. I knew nothing about gay lifestyle growing up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what it was. I was never exposed to it or anything like that. I was hanging out with people who were gay and I didn't even know it. I was just like, because to me, you are who you are. What you give me is what you, who I see, right? First of all, shout out, class of 02, Garfield Bulldogs, purple and white all day. What's up? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I didn't know what any of this lifestyle was, but that summer is when, like, everything opened up. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to MySpace, you know, old school throwback. Um, that's when I had my first little um, dabbling, <laughs> okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay, and dabble. I was like, well, let me play. Because, you know, I, I started to feel like I was cute then, you know, because I grew up, I didn't never feel like I was cute my whole life. I was like, no. But when I became 18 and I was like, oh, shoot, I'm making my own money. I live in my own place, whatever, whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll be cute now. If I'm not cute, my money is, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, let me see. And then, okay, so you guys, you know, this is before my family um, started being righteous, all of us. Um, so I, we, it, was, it was a lot of pimpery going on. Okay, pimpery. And I was watching, and I learned that um, if someone's going to be in your face, they should pay for your space. Okay. So I was on the line, and I was like, okay, well, shoot. If you're about to send me some money, you can send me some money. If you're going to take me this, okay, whatever. So I just started talking to people. 
and I ended up in like, wait, you know, I kind of kind of like this. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So then that's when it started. The door started opening. And then my friends that I've known since 12 years old started coming out. Yeah, I'm talking about him. Yeah, that's me. Right. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, but being out. And everybody was like, okay, was telling me what the what the life was and everything. And I was like, okay, well, shoot. I got friends out here already. Sneaking in the club. We were sneaking into the club. The good old, um, the black night at the rebar, yeah, baby. Yeah. Good old 16 years old. Can I you didn't tell even know pe- where I can was. Can you tell people what the rebar was? Child, the rebar used to hit. That was where we all, it, the last Saturday of the month was the black night. And that's when you you would find all the kids, I mean, all of us from, you know, high school on up. <laughs> and we was out there, and it was one of the best nights. I wish we could recreate that some kind yeah. of way. Because that was like when, when I tell you about community and fun, that's what I'm talking about. Like, we got out there, there was barely any shenanigans, barely any fights, anything like that. We literally got out there and celebrated with each other. We all got on the same bus we with each other. We was on the same buses. We, we were getting in a car, somebody got in the car with that person. Right. Sure we both we were home. safe. Wasn't nobody getting kidnapped. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The rebar, if we could recreate that, baby, just that lifestyle period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Where we actually care about each other instead of just clicking like on a... On the computer screen right. or your whatever. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let's really get back to loving each other. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. Coming out, yes. you are a part of a... Funny, your stage uh, name is Dynasty, right? Because mm-hmm. you are part of a family <laughs> dynasty. So what was it like coming out? How was that? Was that hard? Was it challenging for you? Luckily for me, it wasn't. I was actually brought out. It was to the point, like, I know a lot of people are like, oh, your family's so gangster, your family's so this and that. My mother told me there's nothing in this family that anyone can judge you for because somebody has done something, right? Ooh. And my cousin, you guys, I hope you all voted for Imijah Smith. Ow. We did. Um, we did okay. She actually was at my mom's house, and she said, I know. Is it cool that I know? And I was like, what do you know? She said, I know. We all know. We're waiting on you. And I said, oh, shoot. So I went and cried a little bit. And I came back. I was like, so this is cool. They're like, what do you mean? We love you. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm lucky in that aspect. I feel like I was set up from all the traumas I've had as a growing up, like in the different homes and all that stuff, to come up and like be reunited with my family. And they're like, we don't care. We love you. And that's just what it's going to be. We're going to support you, which they do. Like, most of my turnout for my events, shout out to Nubian Pride Productions, Nubian Pride King and Queen. We're going to get know, to that a little bit later. Right. Exactly. But most of my events are filled with my family. You know what I'm saying? We are like a rock solid family. And it, it's a blessing unto me so that I can share that with someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then going through that, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Because we had a lot of community members that didn't. But yes. I just remember you always kind of being like, a support, always a supporter, right? Mm-hmm. But um, how did you start getting into the areas of drag? Because I left and went to school and then came back home and I was like, okay, Regine. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? What was that process like for you? And what support did you have? Man, okay. So that's the flip side of the whole thing. Okay. Like you would think coming out was a hard part. Being a drag queen was the hardest part, right? Because when all my friends left and went to college and everything like that, and I was here on my own, I had to meet new people, right? The people in the series was not feeling me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They was like, we don't care about you. Like, that's why I have so much love for the transgender community and especially the the community of Utopia because they were some of my first friends. Love you know what I'm saying? Because when nobody else was dealing with me, they would be like, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? We got you. We're cool. You know, 
it's, you don't you don't need that. We're gonna help you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? A trans woman taught me how to do makeup. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I never knew anything about doing no drag. I wasn't interested in doing no drag, but I happened to go to a show and to support one of my friends, and the show director told me I was gonna do drag. Mm. I was like, no, I'm not going to do drag. Her name was Busty Palmer. I said, no, I'm not going to do no drag. I don't do no drag. She said, yes, you do. You're going to be my RuPaul in my next show. Ooh. I said, what? She said, come on. You are my new Ebony Enchantress. And I'm going to have somebody help you. You know what I'm saying? Get you together for this first show. And I was like, well, me being the person that I am, I'm yeah. like, well, hell, I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that spawned everything that you see. You know, yeah. I've started Nubian Pride Productions. I've helped with the... um. Mr. Miss Community pageant, which we'll talk you about later. I've helped um, with the Utopia pageant. I've helped, you know, I mean, my footprint is everywhere a little yeah. bit. You know, but with saying? those footprints, I just have to ask because, you know, We Live in Color is a show where we highlight black LGBTQ community members. Mm-hmm. Was it hardship, you know, being black? Is there discrimination in, in, in the areas of drag and drag in our community? I feel like, okay, so my personal experience, and I'm just going to speak on me. It was harder for me with black folks. I don't even know like agendas and everything because I've always been the type of person like even when I started, I started Nubian Pride when Seattle Black Pride had to stop for whatever reason that was right because I was a part of that. I was a go-go dancer back then, um, and then all I wanted to do was help. And me and my friend Deidre, she, we were like, okay, we can put on a pageant. And we'll start the Mr. and Miss uh, Black Gay Seattle pageant. And then that never happened. And I was like, okay, well, maybe they don't think, because one of the things I kept hearing was I was too young. I was like 21 at the time, 22. They was like, you're, you're too young, you're too young. And I'm like, okay, so let me do something to prove that I'm not too young. And then, or like that, I'm, I have the mentality or the, the drive to get something done. So I went ahead and I started the Nubian Pride pageant to be a fundraiser. Yeah. But it evolved into what it is now, you know? Yeah. And what was that process like creating, like creating that, right? With Deidre and just kind of like pushing like, hey, this is for us. Right. I really have to thank Deidre, Deidre Strickland so much because she was the wind beneath my wings. Like she would tell me, don't talk to this person. Don't answer your phone. This person's trying to do this. I'm going to handle it. If they feel like you're too young, let me handle this for you, right? So she really shielded me from a lot. And I will always be thankful for her for that. But she also allowed me to get my head knocked, right? Because she really, I call her my big sister. She really did was like, I can't teach you. I can't shield you from everything because you'll never grow. But I will protect you as best as I can, right? Um. The process was hard. I started it with my freaking income tax that year, 2009. I got my income tax. I was like, okay, I'm going to figure it out what to do. I just was like, I I looked, I researched other pageants. I was like, this is what a prize package looks like. So this is what I'm going to have to do. Um, I found venues. I went into the community and was looking. Um, Ron Clayton, he was very instrumental in helping me do that. Um, He had a lot of community or he has a lot of community. connections in the community. So he made sure that, you know, he got me in touch with certain people. Um, but outside of that, I really, without them two, it was just me learning, which was a lot of sleepless nights because I'm like, where's my community? I'm doing this for my community. And the whole time, the elders at the time were trashing me. Right. And I'm like, why are you trashing me? And you don't know me. Yeah. And it all stemmed from me being a wild 20 year old 
at the time and the, about the, the old the drama. Yeah, the old OGs. Yeah. Not all of them, because there's a few of them that I I love dearly who stuck with me. But there was a lot of them who was throwing salt on me. Yeah. Every bump I got, it was probably from one of them. You know what I'm saying? But um, like to bring it all around, like it was a good five years of struggle before people actually took interest, right? And that's when um, Dominique Stevens joined me. Um, uh, Isis. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Isis. Shout out to Dominique. If you do not know them in this community, you need to. You need to. They will eventually be guests on this show, but I they are they are they have been so, there. like there was a, such a, a a nice community of people who are not scared to share right and that's really what i needed to keep going now i done made a few mistakes and you know they have let me know yeah but they never beat me down for it they was like okay look we we're in this we do this this is what you need to do better you yeah. know this is how you need to communicate better and all that and i appreciate them for that because not i wasn't getting that yeah you know what i'm saying so um i just say you know the struggle was very real it's still real to this day because there's still not a lot of support but there's more than what i had yeah well you worked also with um i know we talked about her many times on this show but let's say viana um what was that relationship like um because i know that y'all kind of worked hand in hand when it came to pageants So LaSaviana is like one of my sweethearts. Like she's been one of my ride or die since she first came on the scene. Like I remember when the people trashed her and I knew how that felt, right? And I had just started a show in Kent at Tracks. We called it Drag Em Out. And I told LaSaviana, I said, if this is what you want to do, I'm going to teach you everything I know. You know, at the time I didn't really know much, but I was like, whatever I know, I know. And that's when I would travel. I went to Atlanta. I went to Hawaii. I went to all that, you know, to learn and do. I would just throw myself in the pageantries and see what happened. You know what I'm saying? And each time I would get better and better, right? But LaSaviana was very instrumental in keeping me going because she was very active when I had to, when I, when it was too much for me. You know what I'm saying? Because like everybody know, like I, 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 I have a fighting personality, but I choose not to fight. Right. Because I feel like fighting is low class and I'm, I've done too much, but I still have that like fight or flight. Yeah. And I'm like, OK, I don't want to do that. So I was like, let me step back. And LaSaviana was like, I got you. Right. So LaSaviana was my third Nubian pride queen. OK. And what and year was that? Child, 2013. OK. 19, 10, 11, 11, 12. <laughs> no, she was 2011, 2012 was that year. Awesome. Um, and then following the model that I have for Nubian, she created the the um, Mr. and Miss Community Pageant, which we now call the Community Pageant because there's four categories now instead of just the two. Um, and she would go out and she would do the same thing I would do. She would go do pageants and she would come back and she'd be like, all right, auntie, let me tell you, this is what I learned and whatever. So she was kind of like my my backbone in a time where I started to feel weak, you know, because like I didn't really have, like I said, I go, I fluctuate with support, right? Because if I'm not doing what a certain person wants me to do, then they don't want to support me no more, right? So I, and I tend to lean on my family a lot because they are my rock. Since we've been reunited, yeah. that's what we do. Um, and I get criticized for that because I'm not in the gay scene that much, right? Yeah. And well, I was gonna, I was just gonna say, right? So let me get this straight. Mm-hmm. Y- you 
curated you were curating pageants you were mm-hmm. working you were working full-time job yes. you were also going to school yes going going to school and then on top of that still kind of doing side jobs with right. with doing here yes how were you how how were you like how did were you feeling at that time of when when you're still when people weren't showing up for you um honest and truthfully there's a few years that I do not have memories. I do not have memories of, right? Because I don't want to say that it was traumatic, but I want to say that it wasn't pleasant and I blocked it out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, I don't want to be the person I was when I was 20, Yeah. you know, getting ready to be 40. Right. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot that I don't remember because it must have been something that was going to take me back. And I'm one of those people where I remove myself. I don't, I don't fight no more. If it's not standing up for somebody or standing up for what's right, I just remove myself because I'm not going to argue with stupid. I'm not going to be foolish. I'm not going to do none of that stuff because the, the point of being in the community and community activists and everything is to show the better side. Amen. You know, like to show the love, show the support. And I don't want nobody to see me out here acting crazy and acting stupid, right? Like my friend Beyonce, we fell out for five years. St. James. Beyonce, uh-huh. We fell out for five years for the simple fact that we could not communicate. And instead of me wanting to keep arguing and yelling and potentially we get into a bra, I was just like, I'm cool, right? Because I have to show a different me. I don't, I'm, I'm not going to be in these streets acting crazy and then telling one of these kids, you don't need to be acting like that. You know what I'm saying? I want to be in these streets being like, okay, I remove myself from this toxic situation so that you can remove yourself from a toxic situation and strive towards the brighter light. And look at you both now. You guys are the both both of you ladies are both lights. Right. Yes. <laughs> and it's 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 so great. I just seen a post like of um she does this slogan. Is it Oche? Ouch. Ouch, ouch. Okay, sorry, <laughs> Beyonce. But it's just just uh, that like that type of support. And yeah. you are a part of a family. Can you break down gay family for community? I would, but it ain't the same as what it used to be. I don't understand what they're doing now. Yeah, okay. Because well, we back got- in the day when I had my gay, my gay family, we supported each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My gay mother made sure that her children was Who right. was your gay mother? Um, my original gay mother was um, Asia Cache. So, okay, let me go back to, we're going to rewind a little Hold bit. On. Before that, we got to, we got to, rewind, we got to fast forward real quick uh-huh. to a break. We're going to be right back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be right, we'll be right back here watching We Live in Color. Basically, fam, believe in giving. Like, we have to be willing to give more. And people seem to always think giving means money. But nah, bro, it's like you can give time. You can give understanding. You can give access. You can give a listening ear and an open heart. You can give and share your God-given gifts and talents, but you just got to give. And we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Because we've been laughing through the break, y'all. Right. You know, we be, we got some memories here. We just talking about community stuff, and it's just all the things. But it, we were mainly talking about coming together and right. family. Right. So can you break down a little bit more about, you were talking about your gay mother. Okay. And then you're in... Why did you pick, can, if, I, can, if I can mm-hmm. ask this, why did you pick the name Regine Saint? Okay. All right. Dynasty. So, so we're going to go back. So a lot of people don't know this unless you're really a part of like the Seattle gay scene. Um, in 2006, I was, my name was Dynasty Cachet. Okay. 
And I was the first male, the first African-American male to win the title of Mr. Gay Seattle. Okay. So with that being said, my mother was Asia Cachet and she groomed me, right? So for me, a gay family is your chosen family that grooms you and it helps you along the way. It, they teach you how to live life and how to get by, however that may look, okay? Um, I don't understand the new dynamics because now there's so many people with 17 different family last names, which I don't know. Like, if you have all these different families, who's your support system and all that, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not too clear on what it is like now, but I will say my my what I know as a gay family is uh, people who come together, where do you live together? Because like whatever life throws at you, right? So, you know, it may be saving you from homelessness or whatever, whatever, right? Or helping you get clothes or feeding you or whatever. So that it's a, a, a cluster of people who are really there to have each other's back, right? So um, coming towards me being in drag now, um, I had uh, Ebony, oh, excuse me, Ebony LaFace was one of my drag moms parents as well uh, when I was Dynasty. So okay. they, my name was Dynasty Cache LaFace. Okay. And uh, Ebony and Asia, they were really good friends. So they kind of like co-mentored me. <laughs> um, but becoming Regine, Regine is my favorite color from Living uh, character from Living Single. Okay, yeah. Okay, boom. Let's go on. Oh, Regine. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, one of my favorite moments uh, with, because I mean, I when I moved back home, I remember you remember seeing you perform, mm -hmm. and then, like, I want to say, like a year or two later, there was just a wonderful picture with you and Dominique, right? Mm -hmm. And um, like, what newspaper was that? Was that Seattle Times? The Seattle Times. Times. Yeah. What was that experience like? Because I just thought it was like my booths have beyond have already been here, but just I just love that picture of both of y'all. Man. So, okay. So I do like, I'm the mother of the house of dynasty. You know, um, I have children that I've helped, uh, brought up, you know, uh, for whatever reasons, you know, I help them with whatever they ask me to help them for with. Right. Um, but the thing about the dynasty house is we're a community based house. We have titles, we do pageants, we do shows, but our main focus is to help the community. So that's why I big up my son, <laughs> my son, daughter, Dominique D dynasty. Um, but yeah, that that moment that I was selected to be in the Seattle Times was like a, I don't even know how to explain that moment. Because me, I do things because I want to do them. I don't do anything for accolades. I don't do anything for grand jour. I don't do anything for awards. I do it because I want to and I choose to. But the, that let me know that what I'm doing is actually helping somebody, right? my efforts are actually being noticed and in a positive way. You know, it really turned that switch. Remember how I told you earlier how I felt like there were so many people against me and the old schools was doing whatever they was doing that wasn't really supporting me. That moment let me know that those handful of people have nothing to do with the rest of the city. Yeah. Right? Because somebody's appreciating the efforts that I'm doing to help my community. Yeah. Not just for the black people, but my community as a whole. My goal for Nubian Pride was to always bridge the gap. Yeah. Right. And I did it. The focus was to start with, of course, African-American people, because that's what I know. But for people of color, period, I want to bridge the gaps between gay and straight, because I feel like we don't need a divide anymore. Oh, I like that. We really don't. It's like our families are being torn apart left and right. We need to find ways to bring each other together and bring hope. Let us teach a 70 year old person who grew up in the South under, you know, um, 
Jim Crow and all that other stuff. Let them te- let us teach you the new way of thinking so that we can support these younger people who are alternative. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And because we need, we all need that same love and support, regardless of what our lifestyle is. We need to be able to look back and say, "Mama, I need you. Yeah. Daddy, I need you." Or community, Sister, or community, right? I need you. Community, I need you. I'm I'm here for I I am from you. Don't shun me. Ooh. So that's been my goal. Like period. Since I've been on the scene, that's always been my goal. Bring us together. Let's bridge the gap. Yeah, let's continue to do that. And I love mm-hmm. that because I I had a moment where I used to like when people would have homophobic undertones, I would just eh, just yep. cancel them. Yep. I'm learning to kind of bring people more in. Now that mm-hmm. does not mean that you won't get cussed out um, or canceled still, but that you know, part. but there's there's a lot of of things to learn. You know, right. kind of coming in to a space of like where oh, don't talk to that person and that mm-hmm. person, but we are all one. Uh, we are all working, uh, Solange put it best, striving towards the same galaxy, right? So it's like now, right? Mm-hmm. You've done Mr. and Mrs. Nubian for years and COVID. Nubian pride, king N- and Nubian, queen. N- Nubian pride, <laughs> king and queen. Right. Um, through, uh, over the past couple of years, but you had to stop mm-hmm. um, because of COVID. Right. Um, so now where are we at? Um, I've literally regained my energy. I wasn't going to bring Nubian back, right? But the community is asking for it. And yeah. I didn't know how important it was because, again, majority of it has been me. You know what I'm saying? And I can only see through my narrow lens, right? But when I see people coming and there's people like one of my good girlfriends, I don't know if I should name her name yet, but um, she came and messaged me on Facebook and she said, I feel better now and I want to be the next Nubian Pride Queen because she's she's a trans woman and she she didn't feel herself, Right. But she's grown to love herself. And that's my whole thing. I want to support the growth in people. And I want them to know that you are beautiful in whatever form you choose. Right? So, um... Where was I going with this? Child, I was getting ready. I get preachy. No, it's it's, it's more so of just like, when when would Nubian Pride come? And what can we do to support? My goal is to bring Nubian back to February, because it started in February for Black History Month, right? And I wanted to have a Black History celebration that also included the LGBTQIA um, lifestyle. Because a lot of stuff that I go to is very heteronormative, right? But I want to make sure that I can bring something that can make our worlds collide. Because again, I want to erase that line. You know what I'm saying? We are homo sapiens. It don't matter if you're homosexual or homo, what's the other word? Hetero. Hetero. Lord One of Jesus. those roles. We're homo sapiens. That means we all have the same DNA. We are human beings, and that's all we need to look at. Black, white, yellow, red, green, orange, blue. We need to stop picking at each other and just say, okay, you my same species, and let's do this. Let's rock it out, right? right? So I'm hoping that I can, I really, really would like if people could like inbox me on Facebook um, and be like, what are some ideas that you would want to see? Cause I don't want it to be regime censored anymore. Right. I want it to be about the community. You know what I'm right. saying? Because also I want to partner with some of the other organizations that are out here, like Pocan and um, Northwest Black Pride and definitely Utopia because they've had my back since the beginning. Shout and out to Tawaxin as well. They yes. You know, all these organizations so that Nubian Pride does not have to be a competing 
organization, but a supporting organization. Yeah. Right. Because I felt like that's where the disconnect came early on in the years that it, people felt like, okay, now that we have this organization, we don't need Nubian again. Nubian was always a fundraiser. Yeah. Nubian wasn't supposed to be an organization. It formed into an organization because we weren't being represent, uh, represented. Yeah. Right. But now that we're here, we need to just band together. Let's, let's connect our networks and make our black pride needs to be a black pride. Yeah. We're doing a good job now. This thing just, girl, see. You, it's all right. You're getting it together. I know. Cause you know, I'm expressive. My head gets you, to go on. It's all right. Up here like right, right. But it's all right. You got it though. But, um, you know, our black pride, they're doing the best they can and we need to do more to support them. Northwest black pride. We Absolutely. need to do more to support them. And I feel like using Nubian's platform, you know what I'm saying? We that. should help boost them up. Right. Yeah, well, well, uh, P and W Pride, y'all, y'all already know. Um, please feel free to reach out to Converge. You know, we, yeah, we, we definitely need let's to make, make this happen. happen. But you make, you are making things happen. You work tirelessly in community. Um, this is a part um, of the show where we do our We Live in Color tribute. Yeah. Who would you like to tribute today? Um, so I really wanted to shout out my mother, Carolyn Jimerson. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because she. She just loved her son. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She loved her son. There was never anything funny, anything wishy-washy, anything, nothing about that. I would pick out a wig. Sometimes she'll be wearing my wig. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll make some clothes and she'd be like, I want one too. You know what I'm saying? She loved her son. And that is something that a lot of people don't get, especially with alternative living. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't get that support. And that's why I want to be, I want to be like my mother and I want to support everyone out there who does not have that support. That's why they call me mother Nubian because I am the mother that you need if and when you choose. Okay. Um, but yes, definitely. She loved her children. She cleaned up her act, you know what I'm saying? To be around the children. She was a great grandmother and a great, great grandmother. She was a great sister. She was a great cousin. You know, she just did what she, she, she was just love. There were so many people that I didn't even know knew her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When she passed, that came to me and was like, I remember when your mom took me in. Or I remember when I, your mom see me on the street and she fed me. You know what I'm saying? That's where I get a lot of that from. From my mom. And I just just wanted want her memory to always be in the hearts of everyone. Yeah. And seeing that is shout out to Miss so that's amazing. Thank you. So, and the whole Jimerson family, y'all are all just Man, the so Jimerson and Peterson. And Peterson. You know, I'm one of two, right? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I promise you, them Petersons, I may not be their blood, but you can't tell them that. Right. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> and now we do have some wonderful events coming up this weekend. So we're going to both yes. go over a couple of them. So, what's the first one we got here? Lituation, Lituation Saturday. You just talking about uh, Pacific Northwest Black Pride. Yes. So shout out to them because honestly, what I love what they've been doing is mm -hmm. staying consistent. That's Last true. Saturday out the month, kind That's of reminiscent true. to our so day. The rebar. I mean, yeah. You bring to the rebar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just so proud of them. We're going to be at Julia's this weekend. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm just so, I'm just happy that. They're staying consistent to remember that pride is still here. That pride part. is still coming. Right. Um, and so, we are still noticed. Right. Right. And Julius, you performed at Julius before, huh? I mean, I've done a couple of fundraisers. They uh, never uh, invited me to do uh, their show yet. Okay. Well, we need to talk, Julius. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so we're so excited. And then this, uh, not this weekend, but you do have something December 3rd. December 3rd is the community okay. pageant. Tell there's, us about that. So the community pageant was started by LaSaviana Hunt. And um, there's still time for people to join. The uh, categories are daytime realness. There's talent. There's formal wear, evening wear or evening gown and question and answer. It will be at Sankofa Theaters. You guys check out Sankofa Theaters in the International District. Um, it's ran by Tame. Tame. Yeah. What is it like working with Tame? Tame Baby, is amazing, right? That's my girl. Okay, that is my pudding. Okay, because she makes it happen. Yeah. She is one of the, the, I promise, if we can have more young people like her, this world will definitely, especially the United States, will definitely be on a higher, the whole United okay, States. on a higher platform because she is in this community doing it. If you think I'm doing it, no, she's doing it. She has this whole theater for the sole purpose of people in the community to use it. And it's affordable. You know what I'm saying? She's not charging outrageous prices. She's like, let me know what you, let me know what you need and I can handle it for you. Y'all check out Sankofa Theaters. You're not going to be disappointed. There's lighting, there's stairs, there's different kind of setups that you want to do. Um, and check out Tame and all the work that she's doing because she's a boss out here. And that is that is listen, <laughs> I need that type of support. You better okay. you better lift up. So we're yes. going we're getting ready to close out the show. Is there any last minute things you would like to say to community? Just community, remember to love each other. You know, stop looking at the physical and look into the heart because we are we're doing better, but we can do better. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I like that I'm seeing that these new houses are coming up, ballroom cultures is coming up, and they're really doing a wonderful job of building communities, right? But I need us to be more, instead of separating ourselves, be more inclusive to ourselves because we need each other more than we know, right? So support these events, support these businesses, support these organizations, just come out and be seen, because you need to be seen and you need to be loved and reminded that you are beautiful. And I, and I love <laughs> you for saying that. And I just want to thank you. I, as I was saying it before, you know, we have, we have came a ways, right? Girlfriend. It's right. Baby. Okay. <laughs> we have came a ways, but we have, you know, I'm from south in the south of Seattle and you from mm -hmm. the central, but we grew up. Well, we went to we, church. We, we, right. <laughs> in a church together. Yes. We have been through this life together. That part. We have watched friends come and, and they go. go. Right. But there is just something about how genuine you are that I just, I just appreciate seeing you. I'm watching you continue to walk in your light. Yes. We are living in color because of people like yourself in the Jimerson family. So I thank, thank you. you so much for being here. Whenever you want to come here, <laughs> whenever you got an event, you already know that you are always welcome. You I shall wear a crown. You. Okay. I appreciate <laughs> you. And I do want to shout out really quick, Aura Peterson, thank you for saving my life. Because without you and you forcing me, see a lot of people don't know, like I was blessed. Because um, Or Peterson, she forced me to go to my grandmother's house to learn my family because for I was taken away at a young age, right? So with thank you for encouraging me to bond with my family and build those bridges and just loving me regardless. Hell, she's she's a, a woman from Little Rock, Arkansas. She's like, I don't know what you're doing, but you're still my child. That's okay. Amazing. So shout out, Miss so Peterson. Shout out to um, Aura Peterson and the Peterson family. Shout out to the Jimmersons. Thank you for holding me down. Um, my cousin Mari Bass is out here doing his thing. You guys check out his music. 
um, keep okay. up with um, yes. my cousin Imajah Smith because she's really about to make these streets change. Um, we need her in the Senate or the House or the presidency. So, you, better, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I tell you the Jimmersons went from street life to making the streets right, we're not playing. Shout out to Willie. You know what I'm saying? Keep doing what you're doing. Keep encouraging these young men to be better. And, you know, just much love to everybody. You know, stay positive. Know that if no one else said they love you today, I love you today and forever and always. And there we have it. <laughs> I love you. Thank you so much for coming. <clears throat> We, we, so right now we do have a guest for next week, y'all. Are you guys ready for her? She's a brick house. Yes! We got got brick house coming next week, and I am so excited to have her here. It'll be the day before Thanksgiving, so trust me, she's gonna give you plenty to be thankful for. You're watching We Live in Color. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.